the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's just a great day out. I'm, I wasn't sure if it was going to be hot as like it was yesterday. Um, it's not as quite as hot, but it's beautiful out, and I feel that spring is in the air. So, happy Saturday. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. We are the only talk radio show that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate. And if you think about it, it's about everything, and there isn't anyone that doesn't like to talk about it. It doesn't matter if you have a $100,000 house, a million house. It's just everyone loves to talk about real estate. My co-host and friend, Attorney Jerry Feeney, is with us. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Is it? I thought it was tomorrow. <laughs> well, we're not going to be on tomorrow. So. All right. Well, <laughs> happy I, yeah, happy... And I'm going to do the whole show in an Irish brogue. I like that. irritate everyone. Oh, good, <laughs> good. I can't I do can... a very good Irish brogue. You do. You do. <laughs> I yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was tomorrow, but yeah, it's, it tomorrow. it's uh, the city on St. Patty's Day is insane. Mm-hmm. So uh, Today's the parade, though. Yeah, today. Oh, today's the parade? <clears throat> yeah, they do it on uh, the day of St. Patrick's Day, unless it's a Sunday, and then it's hard for the... You know, the Archbishop to do both Mass and preside over oh. the parade. So, they so do Jerry, matters. people are already bar hopping. Oh, yes. We've, yeah. We're having a party tonight, <laughs> and we are, we've been preparing for about 24 hours already. Uh, it's a, well, know, that listen, should be fun. It's like, like a fun holiday. Right? It's it a is. fun holiday. Yeah. And, it you know, it's like every time, everything seems so serious sometimes. It's fine, and it's fun just to have fun. Yes. Right? Is. So, and you're probably cooking. Cooking, we've yeah. been cooking. We got about ten corned beefs getting ready to go in the oven. Oh, the real oh. Irish, uh, yeah. Ah, yes. And Jerry, I heard yeah. you're a really good cook. Oh, he's amazing. I'm too. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I can follow a recipe as well. So, besides for being a great cook, um, you know, he's one of the city's foremost real estate attorneys, and he's always happy to answer all of your questions <clears throat> about legal matters, large and small, in the world of real estate. So, I encourage our listeners who are in a quandary about legal matters in real estate to take advantage. And it's a rare moment that you can speak to an attorney and get free advice, like uh, they usually charge by the minute. So I thank Jerry for all his dedication and time, and uh, I encourage you to call and get some advice by, in my opinion, the top real estate attorney in the city. And that's at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. And if I'm a little slurry, I had... Dental surgery yesterday, so I'm a little, oh. yeah. I'm doing everything, you know, I'm doing everything that's wrong with me. I finally need to just get it out of the way. The way you things you put off. So. Well, dental surgery is easy to put off. Yes, very. It's never fun, but I no. hope it went well for you. I'm alive. 
Put on that sweet air. Give me that 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 stuff. You know, like you know, they give you that. And like at least I can handle the pain under that. Um, our mortgage and finance expert Ace Wanzusa Parp is with us today, and there's a lot to talk about because rates inched up another quarter of a point. As Ace is vice president of Citizens Bank, and so if you want to get a loan or refinance, or you need advice about getting a home equity, any of your financial needs. Uh, now is the time to give Ace a call. Again, 866-970-9622 and get your questions answered by an expert in the mortgage field. Citizens Bank is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions. $152.3 billion in assets. Headquartered in Providence, Rhode Island, Citizens offer a broad range of retail and commercial banking products and services to individuals, small businesses, middle market companies, big corporations, and institutions. But everyone's treated on a one-on-one basis, whether you have a big corporation or you're just by yourself. Citizens helps its customers reach their potential by listening to them. And I, I tell everyone in the business, you know, sometimes we as salespeople have big mouths and we don't listen enough. So I say, you know, hey, Close your mouth and listen, okay? So uh, they listen, and they listen to their goals, and they understand and try to find out what their needs are, which we all have different things that we need, and they try to tailor advice because, you know, when you read something in the papers, usually it's kind of broad-based. It's kind of a general rule of thumb, but everyone's situation and goals are different. So they try to find that out, and they try to tailor their advice to what your specific needs are. They also provided citizens an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, and the convenience of approximately 3,300 ATMs and approximately 1,150 branches in 11 states in New England, Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest regions. We've got a great show for you today, and I'm really excited. Later in the show, we'll be talking with Sherry Tobak, who is Senior Vice President at Related. And Related is the developer. I mean, they're, I think, the largest developer in the country, the largest, or if yeah. not, mm-hmm. one of the. And <clears throat> they are the developer of the Hudson Yards, uh, which officially opened two days ago. It's 18 million square feet of mixed-use space. The complex is the largest private real estate um, development in the history of the United States and the largest development in New York City since Rockville Center. Wow. Um, yeah. Ace was telling me before the show, he was just there yesterday, right? Was yeah. it yesterday? Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm going there tonight. What? It's, I mean, it was, it was a spectacle. First of all, it everybody is. was there. And um, it's almost like a Sim City, you know. Back in the day, I don't know if you guys saw Sim City, but it's like a city within a city, right? Literally. So, and I think I haven't been over there yet, but just viewing it as you drive around, it's just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it is architecturally spectacular. It really is. They've done such a wonderful. They job. have, mm-hmm. but they always do. <laughs> and do. I, you know, I, you know, when I saw Time Warner AL with the Time Warner Center, which they developed. It kind mm-hmm. of changed the whole city, it made and, and everything became more valuable that was around it, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. because eventually that area kind of was midtown, very touristy, and um, 
you know, in the city, everything is about the schools. So if you want to be close to schools. And I remember at that time when it came out, I went to see it. I had just bought Douglas Elliman uh, with Howard Lorber. And uh, I looked at it, and it was a huge thing for Manhattan because it was like an indoor, I don't know, I think it's about four or five floors. Almost what I would say a mall, but I don't want to yeah. use those words because it sounds kind of a mall sounds. <clears throat> but it was like such excitement, and it changed the whole landscape of the city. And about, I don't think probably about a year or two later, those prices went off the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And this, I think, is going to be the same thing. I do think that it's also tailored more to millennials, right? I mean, wouldn't you say that? Yeah. It's got everything you everything. want. You don't have to go anywhere. Retail, restaurants, movie theater, everything. Yeah. I mean, and that's what people like today. They don't want to have to travel, travel, travel. And even though the city is, I don't know, I think the city is 11 or 13. I mean, it's tiny. It's a vertical city, New York City. It could get you. It could take you about how long from one side to the east to the west or downtown. It could take sometimes. If you're in a car, it can take Mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. So, mm. so here there's restaurants and Sherry yeah. would, will Sherry will talk about it later. But it, you, you're gonna want to go see it and go there and go to the it's, restaurants. Yeah, it's very yeah. very exciting. I can't wait to you know, Dottie. Just along this point of the uh, development of, of cities and millennials' desire, I was talking to uh, some investor clients in Buffalo who have been holding large uh, real estate uh, holdings in Buffalo for a long time, and they're beginning. <laughs> to sell them now and they were telling me just how hot the buffalo market is yes that's because what of yeah because of millennials who want to when they graduate from college they want to work inside in cities and syracuse rochester these old industrial cities that you know we thought had seen their better days are revitalizing now and their their downtowns are becoming residential areas with uh, trendy you know evening vibes and, and, you know, really cool um, spaces. It's really exciting. For yeah, cities. they don't want the um, it to roll up and close down like at 7 o'clock or 6.30, yes. like the restaurants close. I mean, they're, you can't, right. so they want it to be around, alive, and everything at their fingertips. And just a tip for anybody who's trying to or thinking about selling your house or your apartment, the millennials are the largest demographic today, bigger than the baby boomers, so... <clears throat> Uh, many a day, your your customer uh, will probably well could be very possibly a millennium. So I kind of look at something and say, okay, uh, what are they going to like? How is this going to show yeah. to them? Mm-hmm. And some of the things that were very important to the generation before that are not as important to them. Okay, mm-hmm. because I yeah. think the generation of baby boomers were like, put me miles away from the city. I want this big mansion. It's mm-hmm. on five acres. I have to drive my child everywhere or something. But yeah. I think that today they don't really want to be that far and they want good things and good finishes, but they don't need as big, I don't think. But, yeah. you know, it's I just totally a general agree with that. They Totally agree. They don't want these large mega, you know, McMansion type things. Yeah. yeah. So if you have one, you might be taking a little discount. But if mm-hmm. you've had it long enough, you really won't be taking mm-hmm. a discount. It will just be in your mind. <laughs> Anyhow, in on this day, 1995, Tau, uh, the Dow Jones hit a record of 4,069. And, and on this day in 68, Robert F. Kennedy announced president, his presidential campaign. Mm. And, of course, if you were born on today, you're a Pisces. And your personality is characterized by an intense experimental nature 
and you share your birthday with, oh, Jerry Lewis, who was born on this day in Newark, New Jersey, in 1926. <laughs> God, all his shows. Later on the show, we'll have some great topics, and I have some issues I kind of want to talk about. Um, and I'm obviously going to tell you why you should sell your house. If you're going to sell it, now is a great time, and Ace will chirp in because we think the rates are really not yeah. going to go lower, but I've said that before and been <clears throat> wrong. So therefore, I hold <clears throat> back. Um, and also, if I have time, uh, we're going to talk about the weird lobby rules of New York's fancy apartment buildings, like no Starbucks, <laughs> no jeans, <laughs> no flip-flops, okay? And some of the city's most exclusive, the exclusive buildings in the city where Barbara Streisand complained, okay, what some of their rules are, and you'll probably think, are you kidding me? Because yeah, when I tell people, they yeah, don't believe that. me. They really yeah. don't. Remember, you can reach us by emailing us at radioshow at element.com or follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Or you can call us right now, which is even better, at 866-970-9622. So, okay, uh, today... Um, I, I just even though it seems behind when they record data, they put it when it's closed, so it's about two months behind uh, before you can get the the data that's filed and everything. It's about two months behind the time. So, uh, but prices did rise um, year over year by about four four about four and a half percent, um, and that's nationally. That's pretty good. It's a good year. Yeah. And, and CoreLogic forecasts and indicates that prices will increase by about 4.6% on a year-over-year basis from January of 2019 to January of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I, as I told you, because when people say, how would you describe you at the market now? I said boring. <laughs> and, but boring is good. <clears throat> like yes. you, I told you, you don't want those spikes because... You know, that's up and down, and, you know, what goes up too high has to come down. So it's kind of moving along. I expect it's going to be like that for the next year or so. Yeah, I think that's a good description, actually. I think, uh, you know, anecdotally, I see the same thing. You know, people are buying and selling. <clears throat> deals are being made. But there's not these, you know, crazy bidding wars, and there's not, right. you know, all this pressure. You know, you have, t you have two hours to sign. It's a good market. Um, yeah. th things are trading. That's, what, that's how I feel. But you just... The steady Eddie. Yes. And if you're a homeowner, here's how much richer you are now. Collectively, listen to this, homeowners with mortgages store their with mortgages. Because remember, when you take a mortgage, you're leveraging because you're yeah. using the bank's money, not your cash or some of it, some portion of it. But if you have a mortgage, you saw your equity increase by just over 8% last year, according to CoreLogic. That is from a combination of home value gains and borrowers paying down their mortgages. It adds up to roughly $678 billion in additional wealth over the last year. Or if you were to like divide it up evenly, it's about 9000 almost 10000 per homeowner. I mean, not that it really works evenly, but I'm just saying. Uh, the number of underwater properties or properties that went into foreclosure fell by 14% last year. So people are paying. That's a good, that's that's a good, a good number. And that's yeah. healthy. That's a good I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to rain on their prey, but I would argue that the payment, paying down of equity is not really a creation of wealth. I mean, it's, it's perhaps wealth that would have 
theoretically been spent elsewhere, maybe? That's why they're thinking Well, that? I think that you was fair I mean? to say. I mean, unless yeah. you're really a, somebody who budgets, and if yeah. you're going to pay rent, you're not paying off everything. So if you paid rent over X amount of years, whatever the years are amount, that's oh, I mean, whatever you yeah. paid, whatever amount it is, is that's yeah. it. Yeah. So at yeah. least with a property, okay, the f- yeah, the hopefully you'll get something. <clears throat> The four savings is a, something that people don't always consider. Well, I, I don't do. know, Ace, what you talk to people when they're doing a mortgage. But, you know, I always say to people, listen, it's forcing you every month, a couple thousand dollars, whatever yeah. the uh, equity is that you're, you know, because part of your payment is return of principal. You're, you're putting money in the bank. It's forcing you to do what we should do on our own anyway that we don't always do. You know, Jerry, I was talking before the show with Ace. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many individuals I know that are out there buying properties now. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now they're not stealing them. I don't, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's something that's somewhere that somebody know about. But for most part, it's they're getting good values and the mortgage rates are relatively yeah. low. Yeah. Yes. And so if you're betting on a long-term bet, okay, long-term, okay, it's kind of like Boeing. I just looked at it this morning, the stock. Not that I don't have their stock. I don't, I'm not a stock, I'm a real estate person. Uh, but I saw the stock was down a lot. I'm like, well, maybe it's a good time to buy Boeing stock mm-hmm. because now they're blaming because it on the pilots. Yeah. So uh, if they do that, then, of course, yeah. so their stock will eventually, I think, come back. So, you know, but with, with real estate, I mean, if you hold it, um, really? And no, you, so it, it's hard to, to show, for example, in New York, I read a study that, you know, no matter when you bought, in the last century, right. no matter, you could pick any time, the worst time to buy, 10 years out, you were at least even on the property. So, you know, all these ideas that you can lose money, yes, in the short term, you can, but generally, it, buying, you know, in, in markets that are, um, you know, decent markets, it's a, it's a good bet long yeah. term. Yeah. So we, oh. Now, when I gave you that round out number and I said that your equity increased by... Uh, mm-hmm. With about 8% if you had a mortgage. Of course, I'm giving you a general number because real estate is local, and so there have been higher gains, there's lower. Um, homeowners in the western states saw the biggest um, increase in home equity, uh, with actually Nevada, okay, which uh, now about $29,000 richer a person now that's probably because Vegas went down so much. You know, you got to yeah. look at where mm-hmm. something comes from. Numbers are tricky. Yeah, like because yep. they sound. Oh, look, it went up fifty percent. Well, it was only a dollar. Now it's two dollars. Right. Something that's a yeah. million dollars for it to go up fifty percent. It's not, so you got to kind of look at numbers. But uh, that did well. Um, Idaho homeowners gained close to twenty-seven thousand dollars. California just short of twenty. Washington, New York, and Florida also saw the big equity gains. So if you bought... That's good news. Now, there were a few losses. Uh, Most of you don't live in North Dakota or Louisiana, I don't think. But Connecticut saw their equity drop. And I can't... We have offices. I just can't figure that one out yet. I can't figure out why... That it's taxes. Everything I hear but about But the taxes are taxes. high in Westchester. They're high on Long Island. They're you know, high. They, it's they, not that they, they sort they, of spike differently there, I think, is what I understand. Uh, people had gone there to uh, avoid uh, higher taxes in the surrounding states, and it caught up. So there was no you know, huge reason to go there versus similarly situated properties. That's what I heard. I don't know. Yeah, well, what I'm not I sure. I don't know if they did a scientific study. But the increase in home equity is, provides homeowners with means of finance. Home remodels and repairs. 
Okay. So I think I'm going to have a break, and yeah, then I'm going to continue. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Very traditional. And remember, homeownership is the American dream, and it still is. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here in New York City with my co-host, Attorney Jerry Feeney, and my finance and mortgage expert, Ace West Huparp. And we were just talking about increased equity if you owned um, and took a mortgage out. Uh, that your equity went up, and I believe that New York was one of the states that also uh, people did see equity increases. And again, there's no guarantees in life, but I've always believed in real estate. I have lost money every time I've touched a stock, uh, so I stay away from them. And uh, I watch so many people, and they're not necessarily big investors. I mean, big investors buy plenty, but a lot of people, individual investors, have some little down payment, and that's where you can take your money and leverage it. You know, you mm-hmm. don't, and that's where Ace comes in. You can find a great mortgage, and you can, you know, if you if you were putting a hundred thousand dollars down, so if you put it in the bank, what's the interest rate? Is nothing now. Mm-hmm. It's like putting right. it under the mattress. Yeah. It's not <laughs> going to do any work for you. It's like your money not working, it's just sitting there. And eventually, if just something sits there, um, things can't stay the same. They go down. It's not like you can ever stay even. So, again, it's not for everyone, but, you know, you, you, sh- you need some, like, funds, you know, like emergency funds and things like that. But if, if you know, or maybe you get it together with a group of people that you think you can trust, but you need to go to ACE for the financing. And if you're doing, I tell everybody, if you're going to take partners in, you best get a good attorney first. Um, and because partners, it's like a marriage. So everything is great when you start, but and it might continue to be great, hopefully your whole life. But if it's not, while everyone's happy and friends, you have to put out, you have to then get together and say, okay, let's get an attorney. What happens if it doesn't work out? Or one of us wants to get out because we, we feel we want to put our money elsewhere. So those are things. But really, I see people do it all the time. And I see all the people that made so much money. And sometimes I want to kick myself because, I, as I told Ace, if I had to uh, tell you something that I would do differently, I spent 150% of my time running the company, which I don't regret. I'm in the business. I, I knew what was going on. I just always said, oh, that's going to sell. That's really you can make. And I never, I didn't do it like a lot, lot because I was too busy. <clears throat> so you make time for that. And if you have some spare time, you go to open yeah. houses with with all the sites now. You could kind of really pinpoint what's, what things are selling. So well, Dottie, Dottie, when I first came to the company, you helped me purchase um, a property in the city, 10 Madison Square West. Yeah, you yeah. made money on that. Yeah, I yeah. did. I did. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And he's, but I, he's addicted now. So <laughs> now I don't think I know if I believe this because this is like numbers. I believe that they did the numbers and it worked out, but I'm not, I don't want you to take this to uh, <laughs> your heart. But I think that it was, a, I think, no, it was the National Association of Realtors. I guess they looked at, you know, closings and. Low, and they said that low supply and demand for housing, making it 
way, and homes are already selling two weeks faster than they did a year ago. Again, these are national numbers. Um, and they claim, just for your, just in case you're ready to list, but they claim homes listed between May 1st and May 15th sell nine days faster than the average listing. Now, that's by Zillow. Now, if you really believe that exact science, well, I wouldn't. Uh, but they just took numbers. But, you know, that's that whole thing about when should you put your house for sale, that nobody comes in the winter and more people come in the spring, which I would assume is, is true, although it's not as defined as it used to be. Uh, but if there might be less buyers in a snowstorm, but those buyers are not just taking they're a stroll. To, you know, <laughs> they're usually serious. So, yeah. But now is really because people, usually with children, especially if they have kids, they want to be, they want their children to finish out the school year, which ends usually sometime here, at least in June. I think in Florida it's May. Uh, and so that, that's a good time to do it, to buy in May, and you probably close like at the end of June, July, something like that. So that's what they say. I don't think it's a science, but it spring is here. So um, did you ever hear, I don't ace if you heard of it. I know, Jerry, you probably heard of it. Tin Pan Alley. Tin, Pan, Tin Pan Alley. I'm not sure I know what it is, though. Yeah, I, did. I, I heard it of it. Um, uh, it's... It's... Um, the bill, well, actually, it's 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 a landmark, and it's the buildings comprising the complex are considered the birthplace. It's like music, mm. and it was the birth. They say it's the birthplace of American music. It's not music. It's the buildings that it's like an area. It's called Tin Pan Alley. Okay, the, it's not house okay. like musical writers and no, but but I, I said I said that's music. It's not music. It's the area that is considered. It's called Tin Pan. And Tin Pan. The Landmark Preservation Commission voted to calendar the stretch, which means it will be hearing for historic to make it a historic, um, give it a, a historic designation. Hmm. And. Um, where is it's, a, is it's between forty-seven fifty-fifth West Twenty-eighth Street between Sixth Avenue and Broadway, and it's considered oh. the birthplace of Americans' popular music in the late nineteenth and early twentieth century, um, owing to the area's high concentration of sheet music publishers oh, at okay. the time. Okay, All right. got it. All right, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I've heard it, but I really didn't know what. I, I never really knew never what paid it was attention either. to yeah. what it was. And so Tin Pan Alley was coined in 1903 to describe hmm. the piano music available on the or that was available or order. Yeah. So I mean, hmm. I thought it was meaning that you were broke. I, I don't know what I thought, but whatever I thought was wrong. So <laughs> for those of you who now know something else, okay. And if you're playing Trivial Pursuit, it might be a question on that that you could answer. That yeah, 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 helpful to know. But yeah. sheet music was a big deal back then. I know, but you know, I mean. That was, you would go down and you would buy sheet music from various places and then you would play it at home and entertain. And I guess there weren't a lot of other entertainment things. I want to give us New York, in New York another hand. Uh, they rated uh, cities in, in the world, okay? And uh, they rated, um, it's called Mercer's Quality of Life Factors. That's mm -hmm. what they look in. Okay, they looked at And this is global. This is not just the United States. And... Um, so they did the top 30. I'm not going to go through them all, but it looks like like Vienna, Zurich, you know, those kind of places were really in the top couple, Copenhagen. Uh, but I believe 
that uh, if you you had to go to the thirty fourth spot to find an American city. So we didn't make, but okay, we had Boston at number thirty six, Honolulu at number thirty seven. New York 44, Seattle 46, Chicago 49, and D.C. 53, and Philadelphia 54, and Pittsburgh 59. So we made... Sorry, so they had Boston ahead of New York. Is that what they're saying? Yes. For quality of life. Yeah, but they put put factors, and they they look at recreation, they look at housing, economy, public services, uh, transportation, political and social environment, and education... And medical health considerations. So I'm really not sure how they come up with it. I mean, like, you could kind of yeah. just have an no. opinion. I don't know how you do that scientifically. Uh, <laughs> right, they must be right. looking at our streets in New York City because they know that's well, they why look we... at, If they look at those, we'll be in last place right, in the world. So... I mean, there, there, are, there are countries that are <laughs> third world countries I know, that I know. Dirt roads I say that, that are smoother. Um, I mean, when I was in Kenya, everyone was complaining because, you know, you go out on safari and you're on these dirt roads, and you're bumping all over the place. And I was just saying, well, you know, it feels like New York City. I mean, it's <laughs> nothing different than what we're used to every day. But, you know, the mayor is busy with other things. So. He is. And for yeah. those of you on Long Island, Long Island had um, in the, I guess, the most affordable. I guess these, I, I want to get one of these jobs besides for the weather woman job I want. Okay. Yeah, these are good mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah, yeah like yeah. these are I mean, people. There's a million lists that you just kind of. Mm-hmm. So we this is another one, list. Yeah, you should we create one. Yeah, Jerry, no, we all should. We'll <laughs> yeah, we can just do one every week. The we'll Iron Real it Estate list from the yeah. experts at Iron Real Estate. <laughs> right. And we'll come right. with our own list and we'll have one exactly. for everything. Yeah. Okay, right. well, this is the most we affordable homes list. Okay. And it's created by. HomeArea.com. I'm sure you've heard of them, Ace and Jerry. Yeah, whoever yeah, they like, are. We, collectively, we have a hundred years of real estate experience. We've never heard of them, but I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're huge. So. Okay. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So they, I guess they had nothing to do one day, needed a job, and decided to do this. And uh, they rank all the cities in the state with a population of sixty uh, million. You know, with thousand, comparing home uh-huh. prices. And Long Island, only one place made it on the list, and that was, I guess, Brentwood. Uh, the town Brent, was number Brent, seven. Brentwood. Brentwood, Long Island, and homes Brent. there uh, are two hundred eighty-nine thousand as a median price. So, yeah, I don't uh, know if that's the, a commercial, but whatever. I'm that's getting the mixed lovely up. sounds of, of Irish music. The producers it takes me back to the old to country. Oh yeah. I've never been. Oh, there. so does a celebrity's <laughs> name, if they are in the building or live in the building, do you think, you'll answer this after the break, do you think that brings more money? Does it get something a premium? Or is that I a think, myth? I think it does. I think okay, it does a little bit. Does. I think it does people a little. love talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, no, but we have base. another group of yeah. people that obviously employ themselves to decide if that's true or not. Right. Okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm not sure if they agree with you. You'll find out after uh, Take a, I a think the break. Commercial. What? Yeah. A wee commercial here. Yes, but uh, this. I like the accent, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Okay. Actually, I think this commercial is long enough that I can answer this question. They looked at celebrity homes, and they found that they actually stayed on the market longer, which I don't really. You know, and maybe it was two days. I mean, it's just uh, okay. I think there's some myth. I think there's some myth, but I think in some cases, when somebody hears somebody's living there that's famous, they're not going to spend millions of dollars more. 
So I don't think that happens. They're still going to look for what they want. But it kind of has a glamour and a boasting right, like you can boast and say, guess where I'm living? I'm living where this, this singer or this rock star lives. And I kind of think that's interesting. And this, we'll be right back. I'm hoping this commercial now ends. <laughs> It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and that seemed very long <clears throat> because it was, in, as Jerry requested, an Irish... Spirit of the holiday. Right. It was Irish music. It was. It sounded like a funeral march. Perhaps he can find something. Oh, you hear but, that, Eric? You know, not all Irish music is dreary. You can't, you well, can't win you with Jerry. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask you guys a question because I, I was kind of listening. I think I think my sore, oh, my Howard Laurel was on uh, one of the shows. He was talking about it. But this is not happened, haven't yet happened. But... Um, New York Assembly, uh, a speaker, they have, uh, they're trying to, or they're proposing, because after, I think, I think they're proposing a pied-a-terre tax, which I yes. think I might have told you this week, or last week, or the week before, a pied-a-terre is an apartment that somebody lives in that is not in this State. It's it's their it's or, their New York City North, uh, North second City. residence sort of you know the the primary residence is elsewhere, and they have a, a home in in New York City also, and we call it a PA okay. And 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 this was brought up to everyone's attention. I think it was about 2014. I'm not sure exactly, so don't quote me on that year. But uh, billionaire Ken Griffin, worth you know an estimated 11.7 billion, and he was number 45 on the Forbes. 400 list, bought a $238 million apartment, a mere nothing. Mm-hmm. Ace, mm-hmm. I'm expecting that from you soon. I'll give you another couple of years before <laughs> you go to that level. Uh, as a place to stay in town in New York City when he's uh, in town. Right. Okay, so the perp- that, that, that transaction brought a lot of attention, and uh, they said, you know what? Maybe we should... Have a peer tax, and yeah, maybe we should punish people for doing have, that. Yeah. you know, and for people that only keep an apartment or a home for occasional use, we mm-hmm. would leave an annual tax. So it's not a one-time tax. What they're proposing, um, they're proposing it every year. Okay, so uh, they're proposing the tax every year. The tax would work on a sliding scale. Point five percent. Point five percent would be five percent. I can't talk with my mouth still, but <laughs> tax levied on homes between five and six million. So it's not going to be on a five hundred thousand dollar home. But fees go up from maxing out at four uh, percent, plus a three hundred seventy thousand dollar fee for homes valued higher than twenty five million. Now. <sighs> Per year. Uh, yeah. Now, you might say, well, look, they're rich people. Obviously, you can afford that. You know, why not? Uh, <clears throat> and th- and I think that they want to use this uh, for to help the transit system, which does need help, I will agree. Uh, and Cuomo has said, and you know, and he's pretty smart, if we don't do congestion pricing, so, you know, congestion pricing is... I think you pay if you don't. It's, have it's to do taxing it. people to use the roads during the week, during rush hour. During rush hour, yeah. So, which makes sense. Every other major city in the world does it. For some reason here, we can't get our arms around it. 
But the idea is that if you want to use a main thoroughfare in the middle of the busiest day of the week, you should pay for it. And I have no problem with that because what it, economics teaches us that if I value that enough, in other words, if my time is valuable enough, I need to get a meeting or I'm working in my car as I often do um, and going from business place to business place, then I'll pay for that. Other people will use the transit system and my paying for that subsidizes them. Okay, That's but let me just theory. give you the downside, and I'm not, I really mm-hmm. don't, I don't know. I know we have to raise money. The city does, it looks like it needs help. But um, the, down, the, diff, the other side of that is motorists entering Manhattan, okay, that, you know, that well, we said they work in Manhattan. Manhattan's expensive, so a lot of people might work here but don't live here. Uh, if mm-hmm. they're not taking mass transit, um, they would get hit. Or Okay, uh, but that's to encourage them to take mass transit. That's what mass transit's for. And if you don't want to take mass transit and you want to drive, then you have to pay for the privilege. There's so, nothing, I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, really more warned that if this congestion, pri- the congestion price doesn't pass, uh, that first of all, it's going to cost, it's going to cost subway people, people that do the um, trains, maybe $3.50 more a ride. And so they're kind of looking at this peer-to-peer tax to kind of fill in some revenue gaps. Yeah. But we kind of, and now I'll tell you what I think. You think it'd be the worst thing in the world. Not because I think the people can't afford it, but they're not going to buy. I mean, if, That's right. okay, they're not going to buy. And it's not always a $25 million house. I mean, there's a lot of people that I know that have prop apartments. And we live on tourism. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And, okay. you know, Dottie, for those of these legislators, they really need to talk to people like us who are talking to people on the ground when they're buying. And I have clients that are buying in this. When I have clients that are buying Pieta chairs in New York, expensive homes, they have tax advisors, and they're very carefully looking at all the tax implications to decide whether they're going to do it. It's not that they can't afford it. They can afford it. But the reason why rich people are rich is because they do things like that. They're very careful about where they live and where they buy homes and what it's going to cost them tax-wise. And as you say, Dottie, they just won't buy. Well, it's like Amazon. You know, when I heard, and I, you know, I love New Jersey, and I thought it was smart. Somebody from Jersey, one of the political guys, I don't know, came on and said, hey, listen, Amazon, if New York doesn't want you, we'll take you, and we have, you can still use the, 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 New York City workforce. Okay? Mm-hmm. So That's if smart. we don't, if we do this, we'll just, we'll. They just won't people buy. People won't buy here. They'll buy someplace else. Right. And okay? they'll stay in a hotel when they're here. You think Now, guy, I don't know the exact know. number, Jerry, but, or Ace, but uh, a lot of our tax, I mean, it's a lot of revenue loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge revenue loss, and they won't be able to get it back because if they then <clears throat> reverse it, it's not like these people will come running back. Because they will have been bitten already. You know, you long, taxing, I'm not one of those people that says, I don't want to pay taxes. Nobody wants to pay taxes. But I believe in a fair tax system. And every time I hear one of these, you know, solutions, this is, well, we'll just balance it on the backs of the rich people. It just doesn't work, okay? Okay. Yes, there's income inequality and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this one effort to say we're going to fix the transit system, which we've ignored for 50 years, right. and we're going to do it on rich people who happen to be here. They'll just leave, guys. They'll just trust and me. And that will I, we hurt know these people. anybody who lives mm-hmm. because yeah. they pay a lot. That's a lot of revenue. And yeah. by the way, just for your uh, information, it's not basically a condo or co-op. It just means that the owner does not live here full time. Now, right. I guess they're going to go door to door, Jerry, to find out. 
Apparently, who live yeah. there. Right? Yeah. So that's really, well, we should be on that job as an easy one, too, because, uh, like, no one's ever going to be home. So I don't know how they're going to find out if the person lives here full time or not. Um, and what if the owner's relatives or children live in the apartment? What if a lot of people that kids go, right. go to schools yeah. here and they're from other countries buy a bunch of apartments? So what yes. if their kids go or their relatives or... Uh, yep. You know, it's it's really ridiculous, and you know they've got to be the 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 transit system, the paying for it has got to be linked to what's causing the problems, and the the transportation is all one cycle, right? Cars and and the transit system have to work together, and the idea is that for people that value more driving rather than taking public transit, they can do that. But there's got to be a premium attached to it, and that's just fair. And other cities do it, and everybody, you know, says it's normal. Here, everybody's up in arms. I don't get it. I really don't. And I'm one of those people that doesn't use transit because I do business in the car. I'm on the phone, so I value, and I'm willing to pay for that. And most people in my situation are. So well, the again, they're listen. afraid that it's going to hurt, like an average worker that's coming from one of the boroughs or coming from the suburbs, whether or that they're going to end up paying a lot of money because it costs. If you live not, if you don't live in New York City, just to commute every day, if you come in with a car yeah. and the to- tolls, it's a lot. I don't remember exactly, it, but it, 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 is it, it adds up. But, but they but they make a choice between that and transit. And my my point is, if they choose to come into the most congested metropolitan area in the United States in the middle of the day with their car, then that's fine. But you have to pay a service fee for that in order to have that privilege. Well, that's what I found interesting when I was in Rome. Um, In Rome, you'll see these women and men, they're all driving, riding bicycles, and the women have dresses on. Because if you don't have an apartment in Rome, which is very expensive, and there's not a lot of them, first of all, you have to be uh, an Italian citizen. Those get priorities over any other citizen. But if you don't, let's say you're coming in from another part of uh, Italy, Mm -hmm. uh, you can't park there. And by the way, do you know when congestion so prices started in Rome? Do you know when it started? No. Augustus, Augustus, uh, Caesar Augustus, the, sec- the first Roman emperor, imposed uh, pricing during the day because Rome was so busy over 2,000 years ago. So it's nothing new. Every people's major city has been doing it for a long time. Okay. So that's just my thoughts. It's nothing passed, but it's something you should start to kind of get a feel for because... You know, sometimes we don't vote. Sometimes we don't, you know, you know, we don't unless it's a big presidential election. And uh, then we're like mad when things happen. And I always say, mm-hmm. you know what? They get out there, know the issues. Your points of view can be very different than mine or anybody else's. But, like, take part in stuff. And I think too many people just don't. Then they complain. Yeah. So we just want to, you know, tell you, again, nothing's passed at this moment. But that's like a pending issue. I have a yeah. lot of uh, questions. We, I keep them. I'll do some of them today. You know, you send me a lot of stuff. And um, I guess, man, I don't know if this is a legal question or not, but if I have a handshake deal, can I sell? You know, if I shook my hand, mm-hmm. uh, this is somebody from Westchester, if I shook my hand and told this to the, uh, the, and the seller told me he had a deal, all right, okay? You have a deal with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, should I continue trying to sell the house? And if I'm the buyer, does that mean I have a deal for sure? Uh, what's the story there? So, you know, real estate uh, goes back, you know, to we use our system, which is based on the English system, um, which has something called the statute of frauds back in the 12th century, which said real estate's a special thing. 
And for real estate, unless there's a signature for both parties on a piece of paper that we call a contract, we will not enforce the agreement. We don't care what the evidence is. So you could sell the Mona Lisa on a handshake, um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of value. It has nothing to do with the value. But real estate is a special category. And in New York, the courts are consistent and simply say the following. Without a signature by both the buyer and the seller agreeing to the material terms in a contract, they will not enforce it, period. So, and Dottie, how many times do you get these calls and complaints? And I thought I had a deal. Well, they blame it on a sales agent. That was a sale in July and I had a deal. I said, well, the seller changed their mind. I would go think it loud. And that's why I also tell you, if you have a deal and you want the property, you need to get an attorney, not somebody's uh, your son-in-law mm-hmm. or somebody who really doesn't want to do it. You need to get an attorney. You get need to get it done. Because yep. while you're flutzing around and you didn't do it, somebody else can sneak their offer in. And if it's mm-hmm. a better offer, mm-hmm. they're going to take it, and they can. Right. So right. do that. Move quickly, expeditiously, carefully and expeditiously to get to the finish line on a piece of real estate if that's what yeah. you want to do. Because until that contract is signed... There's nothing we can do. And you can call Dottie all day long. She can't do anything because it's the seller's decision. Right, it's not my house or apartment. Dear Dottie, I live in a small co-op in Queens, one bedroom, and I want to move south. I always say you can wave to my window. You can wave from my windows, and and you can see the Long Island Expressway. Well, that's nice. Okay, so I've interviewed three (laughs) agents, and they all seem nice. And the sales prices were close with all the three agents she interviewed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the first step because I always say interview three mm-hmm, agents. Yeah. Um, how do I know who to choose? How do I find an agent who sold apartments in my building in the past? And can I negotiate their fees? Well, we can tell you you can negotiate their fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a given. Um, I think I would, you know, I wouldn't necessarily go with the person that was the cheap. Not, I know I wouldn't. Okay, unless they were the most qualified. So I'd want to see what they sold in the building or in buildings right around it. Um, and then, in my opinion, it's you have to feel a chemistry. Like, you know, you have to feel comfortable. Yeah. And I always ask them, would you please put in writing a marketing plan? Okay? Yes. And they're exactly. all going to sell your property. Just put in a marketing plan and when and where and what you're going to do. Right. Okay? So that I know. Um I know it's great that you're going to sell my house. Put a marketing plan in. And then I always tell you quickly, see what's on the market now that is your competition. What are you competing with now at that price range? And if you do that and you have the right agent that has some track record and you feel comfortable with them, that's who I would pick. That's some lively Irish music there. That's a little better (laughs) than the last one. Yeah, see, if you were here, I would do the Irish... Uh, I would do the Irish shig? Yeah. Well, you can, we can put it on video. We can put it on YouTube. You take a, yeah. take another break before, <laughs> while Dottie gets her dancing clogs on. Yeah, but my heels. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. We're, we're going to be back with, and I think Sherry, she'll be on the second hour tow back, who's the senior vice president of Related, so you're not going to want to miss this. This is kind of history-making development. It's the largest <laughs> ever, okay? And it's the largest private development in the United States. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. From the studios of AM 970, The Answer, on Broadway and Wall Street in Manhattan, this is WNYM, Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City. I knew we had Washington. In arguing for that resolution this week, 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.